It is Thursday, December 15th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. Thursday Night Football will kick off week 15 of the NFL. And the World Cup final is set. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is Straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Week 15 starts tonight, San Francisco at Seattle. France advances to their second consecutive World Cup final with a 2-0 win over Morocco. And Steph Curry leaves the Warriors game with a shoulder injury. What is the Vegas lead? Let's start with tonight's game, Thursday Night Football, which will kick off week 15 of the NFL season and kick off the first round of the majority of fantasy football playoffs. Oh, boy. Get locked in, folks. Uh, The 49ers take on the Seahawks in Seattle. San Francisco, a three-point favorite In this game tonight, which I think is very interesting, AJ, I'm a little concerned. Obviously, there's injuries on both sides. Brock Purdy's a little bit of a question mark. Um, I know he's been dealing with the oblique and the hip. Kenneth Walker's going to be back for Seattle, it looks like, which is a huge boost because they didn't have a running game last week. Yeah, they need him back. And Homer, Homer, listen, nice job filling in, but he's just not as explosive. And I think it makes it makes things difficult on Geno Smith as well when he doesn't have that run game to lean on. Where are we looking right now in the playoff picture, the importance of this game for both Seattle and for San Francisco? It matters extremely to Seattle. Matters little to San Francisco, though San Francisco with a win tonight, would clinch the NFC West. Okay, so clinching scenario for them tonight. Seattle's at 7-6. and six. They're currently on the outside looking in. And our uh, projections, let's go to 538. Yes, here. please. 55% right now. If they win, beat 49ers, goes up to 80%. If they lose, goes down to 30%. Oh, so yeah, this is a massive swing. game. For Seattle, you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Yes, for the 49ers, doesn't mean that much. They're 94% right now to win the division. If they lose, 88% still. Yeah, okay, wow. So this game of the utmost importance for Seattle's playoff chances. Uh, Here to talk more about this game, joining us this morning is R.J. Bell. Okay, guys, I tell you, this game interests me so much. Because on one hand, you've got a super league-wide system that says the 49ers are the team to play because next week, They've got such an easier relative game than they than the Seahawks, and the theory being that the look ahead spots, um, when there isn't as much to worry about in the future, you tend to focus more on the now. Okay, there's also Shanahan dominates in December. I break down all the coaches each of the months, <laughs> and one of the best. What are you laughing at? <laughs> you break down all the coaches by month. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Does that sound tiring to you? It does. <laughs> it sounds like something that you would have no interest in doing. I th- unfortunately, I have to grind sometimes. Okay. But you know, I've let's just say this. I've got I've got notes right now from like the March Madness in 97. So I mean, okay. it's, it's just been a long haul. But all that information is something that, you know, we have our listeners benefit from. But the 49ers and Shanahan really do do exceptionally well even if somehow AJ is skeptical in December. So, and then thirdly, you got a situation where 
Seattle was run on like crazy by Carolina, and San Fran's much better at running than Carolina is. Maybe that's just going to be an easy win for the 49ers. Now, that's one side of it, and there's a lot of things on that side. But then you got Seattle, the only coach that does almost as well or in the range in December is Pete Carroll. So now we got December against December. But even more importantly, maybe the best coach or one of the best coaches in the NFL today off a loss. All right. And Seattle is off a loss. And that is something Pete Carroll usually does outstanding on. Outstanding. So this is one that if I was just had access to just the 49ers, I would say this. If I had the 49ers stuff alone and nothing on Seattle, it'd be one of the strongest plays of the year. Meaning the amount of positives on the 49ers is one of the strongest plays of the year. But the amount of positives on Seattle is like one of the strongest plays of the year. I haven't had a game this year yet that I could have made the case for each side. I had enough ammunition to really make a great case. But you always got to consider the counter. In this case, there's counters both ways. This line opened one and a half. Now it's three moving to three and a half. Hmm. I'm passing. Fascinating game, though. What do you got? You guys have an opinion on this one? I'm a little concerned with Brock Purdy's status because he was limited in practice. He's questionable. Kyle Shanahan said that he he can. It's it's just a matter of can he play because he can't injure his side any worse. It's just a matter of can he Is play. It pain tolerance. I would assume that that's what they're talking about. If he yes. if he starts and let's say he takes a big hit and uh, or twists the wrong way and has to come out of the game and you get Josh Johnson for the rest of the game, that's a big concern. No doubt, no doubt. And and listen, if anyone needs practice, just the fact that he's not taking the snaps mm-hmm. means that there's an inexperienced guy that's missing snaps on a short week. Yeah, that's a problem too. My initial thought was going to be on the 49ers, but then I dug more into the Seattle. Like the, the NFC West is famous for these coach versus coach trends, and Pete Carroll historically has done very well against San Francisco. But there was some more numbers: Pete Carroll ten and four ATS in same season revenge games. Uh, he, Pete Carroll ten and two straight up, eight two and two ATS on Thursday night football. Mm. And, and and I think those numbers are meaningful because it's short something very unique about Thursday night and in Seattle, C- especially with that long trip. And the Seahawks are nineteen and six ATS as home underdogs since two thousand nine, and off a loss. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of stuff adds up. You said long trip, so to me on the West Coast, it always seems like well, San Fran's north and Seattle's north, but how many miles is that? Let's see, because it is when you get late in the year on Thursday. The road team has a bigger disadvantage because teams are tired generally. And if you have a longer distance. I feel like people forget. 700 miles. It's probably the only one that's not a 1,000-mile trip to Seattle. Yeah, I was about to say. People forget there's that state in Oregon that's right in between them. It's a big state. (laughs) And they had that bad quarterback, (laughs) Herbert. (laughs) I just ignored it. No, but uh, Fezzik has these teams, uh, 49ers at a plus four, Seattle at a minus one. So a five-point difference. But Seattle does have one of the strongest home fields in I think for Thursday league. night, make it three is fair. So if it's a five-point difference, now you make it a two-point difference, but yet San Francisco has a three-point And I think you also well, have to— Yeah, moving to three and a half. I think you also, also have to consider the Seahawks are now in desperation mode. Yes. Like the, the Seahawks are fighting for a playoff spot every week. I mean, I'm not saying the 49ers are going to be relaxed, obviously, with a backup quarterback. Yeah, but what's but, the 49ers—I mean, they want to win, no doubt. Sure. But if you really think about it— if Seattle wins this game, they still have only a tiny chance at the division. And 
49ers very unlikely to get the number two seed. So it's like they're kind of locked in at three because they're not going to yeah. drop to four. No, right? With Their the odds to win the division go from 94 to 87% for 538 if they lose. So still 87%. So it, it might keep Purdy out if it's a situation where they think he could really you know, get hurt for a long term. This game means a lot more to Seattle this season than it does to San Francisco. And last thing, if you look at the look-ahead close, it was one. Now it's three, three and a half. What's changed since? Seattle played a bad game. Mm-hmm. I think San Fran people, played a good game. Well, and I think people saw Brock Purdy and said, yeah. okay, he works. They saw Pur- but they saw Purdy the, la- the week before when he came in in his game zero and he looked good. Yeah. So I'm not saying an extra game doesn't help. But, m- man, when you're going up to three. I think three and a half is a play on Seattle. Yeah, I think so, too. And, and it's hard to play him because all you can think of is 49ers can run the ball. Yeah. But Pete Carroll, again, I, I, I like that in division. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Three and a half, I'd go a small play, a, a pizza play. But again, there is a lot of things pointing both ways. Fascinating game, man. When you say pizza play, like like pizza for the whole office play. No, no. Oh. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Hot and ready Little Caesars. Pizza's different for everyone, right? Some people, Dave Malinsky taught me this, is some people like the $9 pizza, and, and they're usually, you know, gonna economically, that's their pizza. Then other people get, like, faux gras on their pizza. So, to me, a pizza plays $100. It's like, I care. I'll, I'll bend over for, you know, and get, pick up $100. In fact, I'll walk. How long would you walk for $100 right now? That's an interesting question. I'll walk till you tell me to stop. Really? Wow. Uh, I would walk, right, like, round trip right now, I'd walk uh, half a mile. I, I'd go, I'll go a full mile. I walk more than that every day just at the gym. No, so no, no. I'm, I'm saying not. This is the only purpose for it. Yeah, and, yeah. and plus we're saying it's at an, inco- like like an inconvenient time. Let, let's say you're sitting on your couch watching the Yankees. Yeah. yeah. And now it's like, no, get out, put on your coat, walk a mile. Well, I can listen to the Yankee game. Yeah, you could. Yeah, that's fine. I'll walk. Hey, so you got it. You you care about money yeah. a lot. McKenzie, Free money a marathon? Uh, four miles, I think. <laughs> but that would take four days for you. <laughs> All right. All right, RJ. Thanks for stopping in. Feel better. I know you're a uh, little under the weather. Yeah, and you know, I, I couldn't work out this morning. I, I like when I come in here in my workout gear. It's always better. But It looks like you've worked out for a couple days. It's. I've been sick. I've been sick. <laughs> You're sick. Fezzik's sick. Th- thanks, AJ. <laughs> See ya. The World Cup final is set. Argentina, France. Just like everyone projected, obviously. Mackenzie uh, Rivers, I'll get your initial thoughts on this matchup as our resident soccer expert. Scott and I could pretend, but that would be foolish. Uh, how closely lined are these two teams? How, how much of a coin toss is this game? I know these two teams both big-time favorites coming into this last set of games. Yeah, they had similar odds coming into the tournament. France a little bit better. Argentina's caught up. They are 50-50 down the middle. Depending where you shop, this is considered a 50-50 coin flip, which surprises me because, like I said, France was a power rate a little bit better I think they've played better in this tournament, but the Messi effect. I mean, if he's ever going to world win a World Cup, right here, right now. Well, does that mean if I mean if you think that you know the, these the Argentina hasn't maybe caught up as much? Does that mean you see value in France at a coin flip here? I do minus one fifteen to win the cup. Good bet, in my opinion. You know, it's amazing that France has gotten this far in the World Cup without Kareem Benzema or Paul Pogba. That is amazing. I was just or thinking Nicola about Pogba. Yeah, uh, 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 they're two of the mo- two of the better players in the world. That have not played for France. Bulgogi, wanna, Bulgogi I, underrated. 
McKenzie, I don't, I don't want to downgrade this run for France, but have they gotten um, have they gotten fortunate with their path to the World Cup final? No doubt. I don't think you're going to see a semifinal of the World Cup more mismatched than France versus Morocco was, but they had to play England. When they played England, England and France were co-favorites with Argentina a third at that point. So that was a big matchup. They won 2-1. Give them credit for that. But other than that, Tunisia, Poland, it's been a pretty easy road. Yeah, and so now uh, any leans towards what you would do in the World Cup final? I would bet France to repeat at minus 115. I like that bet. What about Messi to score? You see odds up for that? I mean, any one player to score in any one game. He's 11 World Cup goals in 25 games, so it should be like plus 200. Do you see odds for that? I, I'm, if, if some books got to post it, I've yeah, seen, they will. I've, uh, seen I've seen social media cappers give it out as uh, as plays on other, on other Argentina games. Where it's like, oh, Messi to score a goal. My favorite play. Uh, Actually, yeah, here we go. You ready? Messi to score is, where are we, buddy? Come on. He is anytime scorer plus 170. So I think fair odds are plus 200. They're juicing it towards the most popular player in the world. Makes sense. Uh, I would stay away. Is there there a no no price? First first goal scorer is plus 350. Is there a no? Well, yeah, McKinsey's not going to say first goal scorer, so especially if he thinks France is going to win. How about this? No goal scorer. Ooh. We go zero. We go nil nil. Wait, don't tell me. Into extra time. Uh, I'm going to say there's high scoring teams, but nine to one fair odds. Seven to one. It's plus seven hundred. Not enough. Cockroaches. Cockroaches. Yeah, yeah. I, I would be interested in that. Do you, do, what about the total? You think we're going to get goals? You know, it's funny. World Cup. Finals have been notoriously low scoring. Yeah, but right. The 2018 was the exception to the rule. France 4-2. So I would lean under just from that history. I mean, what is more tense than something that's going to affect your legacy for the rest of your life than this moment? So, yeah, maybe like an under two and a half. That would be interesting to see how it plays out. Either way, it's going to be a, a tremendous um, match. And remember when you're betting, you're betting to lift the cup. That's what you're betting. All right. You got to get up. By the way, for those who don't know, this game Sunday morning, uh, 7 a.m. out here where we're at, 10 o'clock Eastern time. Mm-hmm. So you got to get up early on Sunday, pre-football at least. Good job by the by the World Cup not lining this up with the NFL. What's the what's the um, current standings for the Golden Boot? Like who has the most goals in the tournament? One second. Because Leo Messi is minus 135 to win the Golden Boot. Golden boot. The golden boob? <laughs> nice. Killian Mb- I would have figured Cristiano Ronaldo would still get the golden boob. Killian Mbappe is plus 150 really? to win the golden boot. No, no, let's pause here. So you're saying, and by the way, five goals for Mbappe, five goals for Messi. So they both have five. Okay. And you're, So it's one of them most likely, unless one of France gets two goals from Giroud, which is unlikely. But Mbappe's a striker. He's a forward. He plays to get goals more than any other player in the league. Messi for Argentina is more of a midfield player. He has three goals in this tournament that were penalties that were completely have nothing to do mm. with his ability to score in open play. Mbappe should be favored here. That's that's that line is wrong in my opinion. So there we go. Plus one fifty for Mbappe. I like found that. some value plus here. There we go. Mbappe, but you know what? You're better off playing the plus one seventy on him to score a goal because. Ah, because Messi has the lead in assists, so it would, it would go to him if nobody scores. Correct. But Mbappe scores plus 170. I like that. See? See? I'm smart. This is this So if no goals happen, really... Messi would win? Yes. So yeah. That makes that makes sense. He's favored because they could both blank. You can, you can do on uh, FanDuel, they have 20 specials where you can bet the winner and the golden boot. 
So France to win and Kylian Mbappe to have the golden boot is plus 185. Argentina to win and Messi for the golden boot is plus 200. Now, these, this is where I like it. You do the, you do the inverse. So Argentina to win the World Cup, but Kylian Mbappe to win the golden boot. Give me 30 to 1. I'll entertain it. Plus 430. Okay. France to win and <laughs> Not Messi. Not quite 30 to 1. France to win and Lionel Messi to get the golden They're boot. They're so inversely correlated. Like, are you celebrating after Mbappe scores the opening goal if you're rooting for Argentina to win? No. It's so inversely correlated. It, 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 it's just stupid. Listen, yeah, I'll be up anyway because I'm getting ready for the NFL. But, uh, yeah, maybe more interested in the uh, Morocco plus 104 for the third place game. Don't mind that. Little, little more motivated than Croatia. No, it definitely is because they have the home crowd advantage, mm-hmm. and Croatia had dreams. Luka Modric had dreams of being the greatest player ever. He was close. You know, he done amazing things in his career. They don't care about third place. Not yeah, important. A little dejected. The story. Yeah. The story's not over though for Morocco. Plus one hundred four. The third place game will be on Saturday. In the NBA last night, the Warriors fell to the Pacers one twenty five one nineteen. But Steph Curry, after scoring thirty eight points with seven boards and seven dimes, left the game with a shoulder injury. What did you see in this one, McKenzie? And and what's the latest here? Bleak. This is bad news for the Warriors. I mean, they're out of the playoffs right now, and how are they going to get back in it? Uh, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a dirty play. He reached in for a steal. No, these things happen. I want him suspended. <laughs> How dare you? You can't touch Steph Curry. One of the analytics sites is my go-to. It's called Dunks and Threes, which says, how much is your impact versus an average team? Luka Doncic is number one, plus eight and a half. Steph Curry is number two, plus eight points to an average team. I think his impact for the Warriors, the way their offense is constructed, really no other place to go right now with a lot of confidence. This is going to be rough. I don't know if they can make the playoffs, and if they do, what is their seeding going to be? 538 projects them with 45 wins. I think that's optimistic. Without Curry for a month or a month or two, it's going to be tough to get to that number. Yeah, and that's all going to be out that long. It's all speculation. He's getting an MRI this morning, so we'll know more as the day progresses. But right now, I mean, just the fact that he had to leave the game and get an MRI, that's alarming, certainly. Uh, And this guy, McKenzie just said it. He had scored 38 points in under three quarters. He was on his way to 50 last night in a game competitive in Indiana. In a game they were probably going to lose. It's he is that team right now, maybe more than ever. Uh, I, I agree with McKenzie. This is disaster if he can't keep going for for Golden State. Uh, in terms of the uh, efficiency stats, entering the game last night, the Warriors a one nineteen point two offensive efficiency with Curry on the floor, ninety nine point six with him <laughs> off the floor. Is that like the biggest? Uh, the, the the biggest gap you've you've seen, McKenzie? A twenty point gap for a season? Yeah, it would be unheard of. No that, doubt. That's insane. So uh, we'll see what happens with the MRI results later on today. But if Curry's out, we might start to fade or continue to fade the Golden State let's Warriors. All, let's take some time and have a moment of silence and a, a moment of prayer for Steph Curry's shoulder. And, and here's the thing. There's one market <laughs> that is not going to react enough. And I saw this with the Lakers last year when Davis and LeBron was out. To bet no on a team like the Warriors, that big marquee, they always give you a juicy price. I'm not saying this is going to happen. I don't know. I hope it doesn't as a Curry fan. If I hear Curry out six to eight weeks, I'm firing on plus 300, whatever it is for the Warriors to miss the playoffs. It's that stark without him. Yeah, but everyone makes the playoffs. I mean, the odds of them, even if they, Curry's out for two months, being, you know, a 10 seed and playing in the play-in tournament, they can even get into the playoffs that way. That's a good point, because it is the final eight that that is settled on. But yeah. Hey, 
That's what everybody said about the Lakers last year. You could have got plus 500, plus 600. <laughs> that's true. Although, that's a really good point. Although, maybe this is like part of the cycle for the Warriors. Let's just you tank, have like a, tank and get a draft pick. An annual Curry injury. He breaks his hand, comes back yeah. in April, wins the championship. Let's get our next no, no, James saying, Wiseman. I'm, I'm sure that's what the Warriors are thinking. <laughs> well, they got Jordan Poole, you know. And they, but I'm saying, <laughs> they, like, they're going to look for a draft pick next year. You it's know? a gap year. It's a gap year, exactly. They'll come back and rested and ready to go for the, the, the following year season. Well, just four games on the schedule tonight. The Heat at the Rockets, Miami, four-and-a-half-point favorites. Bucks at the Grizzlies, Memphis, point-and-a-half favorites. Pelicans at the Jazz, New Orleans, one-and-a-half. And the Suns take on the Clippers. Well, we have a much bigger slate of action on the ice tonight, AJ. I'll handle it. I'll handle it. Read them off. Yeah, I, I got this. The Philadelphia Flyers. That's correct. They are called the Flyers. They are underdogs, though, to the Devils. Yes. Minus the Devils, who are the best team in the world, according to uh, to Scott Seidenberg. One of them, yes. Devils, minus 277. Oh, that's low. Uh, plus 245 on the comeback. The Dallas Stars, mm. minus 106. It used to be the Minnesota North Stars. I remember that. The Washington, Mike Madonna. Yeah. The Washington Capitals, minus 104. Basil McCray. The Seattle Kraken. If I go that's perfect on team. this, you're going to be a, shocked. That's a new team. I know that one because my wife's family all lives in Seattle, and they're all Kraken fan. Uh, plus 171. The Carolina Hurricanes, mm-hmm. minus 190. <laughs> the Los Angeles Kings, plus 184. Gretzky used to play there. The Boston Bruins, minus 205. The Anaheim Mighty Ducks. They don't, not, they're, they're just the regular Ducks just the now. Anaheim Ducks. I always think that's a bad call. Used, like when you get weaker, the, used to be the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. It, but like, if you were the Mighty Ducks and you said, "Okay, now we're just the Ducks," doesn't that imply that you're not as mighty as you once were? At least they're not the Los Angeles Ducks. That's true. At least that's what the Angels did. That's true. Yeah. The Montreal Canadiens minus one thirty-three in that game. The Pittsburgh Penguins plus one thirteen. The Florida Panthers. Minus 125. Uh-oh. The Columbus Blue Jackets, plus 273. Tampa Bay Lightning, minus 310. Is our guy playing? I can't see it happening. Merzlikens has played the last, I don't know, five straight games. I thought he wasn't going to play that last one. Did we miss a start? And he, he uh, well, He's the Iron Man. He's Lou Gehrig. Because what happened was it, a couple of games he came in in relief. So he's started. Is he two, now their number one? Yeah, I guess. Oh, my god! Started gosh. two of their last four games. So that means we need to keep an eye out for whoever their backup is, because imagine how much that guy's got to suck. It's Corpusalo. He does suck. Oh, yes. man. Jonas Corpusalo. There's money to be made. They, they, there's no real starter or backup. They just have two really bad goalies. Toronto, the Mapes, minus 120. The New York Rangers, plus 109. The Nashville Predators. I had season tickets for a year. Plus 141. The Winnipeg Jets, minus 156. VGK. As the cool kids say, minus 203 at Chicago, plus 182, the Blackhawks. The St. Louis Blues, plus 161 at Edmonton, who brings back minus 179. Buffalo Sabres, plus 152 at the Avalanche, minus 168 on the comeback. You did well with that. I'm, I'm impressed. You. I mean, you Very got the strong. names right. I mean, we're not going to quiz you on players, but all right. I mean, now, quiz me on NHL 94, though. Dude, wraparound. You can't Unstop- stop me. Wraparound was unstoppable. Pavel Bure, the Russian Rocket. No, I used to play with Mike Gartner all the time with the Rangers. Dude, I would have smoked you. You were playing with a bummy squad. First of all, Pavel Bure couldn't even score on a penalty shot on well, Mike Richter. Pavel Bure scored so much. The Russian Rocket. Oh, he scored with everybody. And then he scored with the chick from Full House. No, that's his brother. Oh. 
That's I Valerie Bure. I bet he's still got that. Yeah, they're married. At <laughs> <laughs> Valerie Bure, not Pavel. No, I'm saying I bet Pavel got that too. Oh, well, yeah, I don't know how that the, works. The roll. bachelorette party. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Pavel Bure? Who was he? Uh, married he had some to supermodel chick too. He did. He it was. Like, he was like a. Uh, was it Anna Kornikova? I think it was Anna Kornikova. He, he had Anna Kornikova, and Sergey Fedorov had Anna Kornikova. She was passed around the NHL for a bit. And and then she was not with, that I'm slut shaming. I'm slut <laughs> hockey player shaming. These guys they, they have call, some class. They call them puck bunnies. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're called. Uh, yeah, it was Anna Kornikova, right? Then she wasn't she with uh, Enrique Iglesias too. That's possible. Listen, she. I can be your hero, baby. She's a very very <laughs> lovely lady. Uh, if you had, to, if I quiz you right now on who has the best, well, I, I've said it before, who's the best record in the NHL? You would say the New Jersey Devils. No, Boston. The Bruins? The Bruins. Mm, I would have lost that. But if I asked you who had the l- fewest points in the NHL, would you know that? My guess would be Columbus. No, Columbus has 22, Chicago has 18, and there's one team that has less. The not-so-mighty Ducks? The not-so-mighty Ducks, correct. How many do they have? 17. Oh, they stink. Yes, they do. How many do the Predators have? Nashville is sitting there with uh, 27 points. Oh, that's they're not 12, very good. They're 12, 12, and 3. What about Vegas? VGK is in first place in their division. Let's go! Yeah, 20, 20 I'll be a Vegas fan then if that's the yeah, case. 43 points. They are in first place in the Pacific Division ahead of the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, suck on that. Everybody else who's not in Vegas. Make sure you head to pregame.com to jump on board any daily package or season-long package or yearly-long package because we're almost at 2023, so you can get on board a 2023 year-long package as well. And here's what we're going to do at pregame.com. You can go ahead and take 23% off. The code is only available for the next couple of days, so make sure you take advantage. Go to pregame.com. Use the promo code AM23. That's for listeners of this podcast straight out of Vegas AM. The code AM23 gets you 23% off anything at uh, pregame.com. And don't forget, the Bowl Bash, it's live right now. The College Football Bowl Contest, free to enter. Bowl games start tomorrow. Tomorrow night, Friday night, go to pregame.com, click on contests, find the college football bowl bash contest, enter, select your games, 20-pick minimum, 50-pick maximum, sides and totals only. First place, $500 cash and $500 pregame bulk dollars. Second place, $250 cash and $250 bulk dollars. And then third place through 10th place wins a a varying amount of pregame bulk dollars. Once again, it's free to enter, and that's pregame.com. Click on contests. For Mackenzie Rivers and A.J. Hoffman and a slightly under the weather R.J. Bell, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas. A.M.